But uh, as Michelle mentioned, my name's Ryan. I'm uh, part of the, the team here at True North, and uh, it is great to be gathered again for another Sunday and uh, getting into the Word of God. And as uh, Pastor Michelle mentioned, we are in our series, Margins. Who was here last week for the, for the first? Let me tell you, you'll all be a lot safer this week. It's okay. I still have not eaten McDonald's in 2018. I'll have you know. Yeah, come on. Come on. It's a big deal for me. The $2 McDouble, I tell you, it's a struggle. I've got to take those banners down. But uh, just as we, we recap last week for a moment, if we have a look, we've got that slide there that tells us, you know, what we're looking at. When we think about margins and we, we, we want to define that and what that means, we'll, uh, we'll bring that one up because I forgot to copy it into my uh, notes. So when we've got that, we'll uh, bring it up. The amount available beyond what is necessary. You know, when we're talking about having margins in our life, that we would have space beyond all the things that we have to do, beyond all the, the pressures to allow time uh, either side. And I think this is an important thing in life. I think about margins growing up, you know, you used to have it like kind of like that old school setup. And I kind of thought the margin was a forgotten thing in today's day and age. But did you know all of the things, the technology we type on, they have margins. I look at my notes here today and there is margin either side. It's just invisible. And, you know, as I was thinking about that and thinking about, uh, you know, the reality is they're there, we use them, they make everything nicer and, and more presentable in our, in our Word documents, for example. But the reality is we're able to set margins. You know, in, in the old school style, it comes set for you. Uh, someone measures that out. But I love, even in the technology that we have, that we're allowed and able to set our own margins and then they sit there. And once we've set them and they're in place, they just work. Whether we think about it or we don't, they work. And I love this, this idea as we're looking around margins and going, what does it look like for my life? I've been thinking about that a lot this week. That's why it was easy not to go to McDonald's because there was just this constant reminder, uh, you know, need some more margins on my belt. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but the truth is, once we set these things in place, once we work them into who we are, once they become a part of who we are as people, we begin to not necessarily notice that they're there anymore. They just work for us. And so my hope would be as we work through these few weeks and as we look through, uh, the, you know, these different uh, ideas around margin and, and what they bring and how we can apply them to our lives, that we would put these things in place, that we would put good margins in place in our lives and allow them to work for us, that, that they would uh, support us, that they would allow us to live the life that I guess God intended uh, for us, which is good. And so today we're going to be looking a little bit more around setting margin and kind of how that helps us, kind of a couple of key uh, things that we can take away today as well that we can uh, put into practice this week that I'm going to be trying to put into practice more and more as uh, I, I live a life, uh, you know, that honors God, but that also has some margin in it as well. Uh, and you know what I, what, you know, the, the reality is around this as well is around, my, you know, we're always looking for more, aren't we? Like I always say, you know, if you hear people say this, I wish this had more hours in a day. Uh, I wish that I could just get more done. I wish that, you know, I had just more time to do the things that I wanted to do. And then this week I just did a quick recap on how much Netflix I watched and uh, it was a lot, right? So, you know, I begin to think if I had 25 hours in a day, would that actually help me get that extra hours worth of stuff done? Probably not, let's be honest. I don't think if you gave me 30 hours, I would necessarily use it uh, any more productive than the 24 that I've been given. And so I think there's something more around not needing more time, but being smarter with how we use the time that God has given us. And, uh, you know, I was talking to someone the other day and, you know, how they, they've done a calendar for the entire of 2018. And I'm not like, talking like birthdays and key dates, like I've kind of done that, but like every day of 2018 is calendared. Holidays, days off, work, meetings. I'm like, have you got any time in there for me? Like, <laughs> this felt impromptu. And he's like, not seeing you till 2019. I'm like, great. Uh, you know, it's, 
And there's some like next level margin right there. And I'm not saying like we all need to use our time like that. But when I think about that and I think about how much time I kind of just spend kicking around, uh, you know, doing nothing, probably sometimes just kicking around wishing that I was like doing something else or looking at my lawn and going, I wish I had time to mow that uh, as I sit there and look at it. Uh, you know, the, the reality is there's always the desire to have more time. But I believe sometimes it's about how we align ourselves and we align our time that uh, is gonna help us do that. And so today I wanted to have a look at a couple of things that we will be able to put in our schedules as we go through. Uh, some important key things that I believe as followers of Christ, if we can do that, it's gonna help us in our, in our daily life. But you know, the biggest thing I think about margins is that it's this word up on the screen is alignment. I don't know about you, if you've got a car, probably most of us here have a car. Have you ever like, had your car and your wheels like, have been out of alignment? Like this is like a frequent one for me, like you clip a curb or something, not that I clip curbs, but you know, that something like that happens. My wife's nodding. Uh, you know, I clip curbs sometimes. I used to have a four-wheel drive, and so, you know, I just drive over curbs. Now I have like a less four-wheel drive, and so like clipping curbs actually matters. But, you know, I don't know if you, when you're driving your car and the wheels are out of alignment, what happens? It, it pulls your car one way, doesn't it? It's kind of helpful when it's pulling it to the left, because you feel like if you do let go for a second, there's like a guardrail there to protect you. It's even worse when it's like out of alignment on that way, and it's like swinging you into oncoming traffic. But there's this tension when your car is out of alignment that you're constantly having to pull yourself back to the middle. And I believe that the world we live in, the, 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 the culture that we live in, is like driving a car with no alignment in the wheels. Everything fighting for your attention, everyone telling you what life should look like, everyone posting on their social media accounts, magazines, TV, telling us what the dream lifestyle looks like, what, it, what life should be, what you should be doing with your time. Then you've got people in your world who want stuff from you, and so they're pulling you in this direction and that direction. And when you have no margin, it's like driving your car. The faster you go, the more it pulls. Driving without any alignment. And I believe that when we put margin into place, when we bring Christ into the center of who we are, it's like driving a car that's aligned. And, but we are constantly gonna be fighting that pull. Unfortunately, the culture that we live in is gonna leave us pulling uh, us this way and that way and this way and that way. And that's why being centered and having margin in our life allows us to drive straight allows us to focus on what's important, allows us to direct our paths. And so if we wanna be in this space where we are aligned with God, where we're aligned with His plans for our lives, where we're aligned with how we live and what we do, it's so important that we have margin. You know, the other thing about driving a car with bad wheel alignment, so everyone's gonna go home and probably check this. This has happened to me. You, you drive your car for an extended period of time without wheel alignment, and uh, what happens, your tires wear unevenly, don't they? Yeah, we learned that lesson before. Mm -hmm. uh, someone on our staff who will remain nameless actually got a yellow sticker, and it wasn't me, but driving their car unaligned for so long that their tires went so bold that uh, they got pulled over and they're like, we can't even let you go home. Uh, you know, like, it, it's a gradual thing that you don't notice. But the reality is when our priorities are not in check, when there are not margins in place, I believe that our life begins to wear unevenly that uh, the things that we focus on, the things that we go become uneven, the balance becomes uneven. And there is something about God and His plan for our life that I believe causes us to be balanced and even, not to be worn down in certain places. Sure, we'll get tired, not saying gonna not ever be tired again. But you know that kind of wear and tear of life sometimes when it's pulled, you feel like you're being pulled around, when things are off balance, when they're uneven. And I believe that margin is a key for us to go, you know what, I want my life to kind of almost like wear evenly. Like I wanna just be even throughout the things I'm doing. I wanna be balanced. I wanna be focused and I wanna follow him. And so out of that, there are these 
there's this great verse here that I think gives us a key to how we do this. How do we be aligned? How do we, how do we uh, live our life in that capacity? And it's this verse here, and it's in Ephesians 5, 15 to 17. And it says this, it says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. You know, I love that picture of living wisely. Live wisely. Don't live foolishly because the days, it says in the Bible here, are evil. The reality is there's so many things in the world that are gonna pull you around, that are gonna speak into who you are. But really, there's only one opinion in our life that should matter, and it's that of Christ. And so when we're looking for somewhere to align ourselves to, where we're looking for somewhere to get wisdom, the first place we have to turn is to Christ. The reality is in here, what it's saying is that there's things that we're gonna have to say yes to and there's things that we're gonna have to say no to. Now, I don't know about you, I'm not the best at actually saying uh, no, unless it's something I really don't wanna do, in which case I can just say no. But I have a tendency to go, I want, you know, you wanna help someone or you wanna do something or you wanna take on things in life. And so the common answer to, to things is often just to say yes. Frequently in my life, there are times where I'll say yes to something and I'll immediately walk away from that conversation and be like, why did you do that? Like, why did you say yes to that? And I'll be like, oh, that was a good idea. So uh, maybe, you know, I should have. And then instantly I'll know it was a mistake. I know it's gonna press my margins out. I know that it was the wrong thing to, to say yes to. Because I didn't take the time sometimes to go, is this a wise move or is this a foolish move? Is this something that's gonna be of benefit or is this something that's gonna take away from what I can already do? And the principle that I think comes out of this is, is this, and we'll put it up on the screen. It says, we must learn to say no to many good things but yes to the best things. First time I read that, I got confused, so I'll try and read it again. We must learn to say yes, no to many good things, but yes to the best things. See, in life, it's not all about just saying no to bad things. See, we all find it easy sometimes to say no to bad things. Like, can you do this? No, I don't choose to do that. Young people in the room, I don't wanna clean my bedroom. Like, we find it real easy to say no to that. But there are so many things in our life that are good. There are so many things that have good consequences, so many things that produce good results that are fun, it's really hard to say no to Netflix when it's a three, two, one countdown into the next episode and you're really enjoying the show. It's not fair. But the truth is, sometimes you need to say no to things that are good in order to be able to say yes to the things that are best. And you know what I want for my life? I want the best things in place. I wanna be doing the very best things that I can do. I want my focus to be around what's gonna be best for the life that I live. What's gonna be the best for my family. What's gonna be best for the work that I do? What's gonna be best for the ministries that I lead? And there are so many things sometimes that appear to be good, but they are not the best things. And they take up our attention and they take up our time and they press out our margins. And we can go from a place where we're doing a lot of things like okay, like you can do a lot of things kind of okay, but it doesn't allow you to do everything the best that you can. And so sometimes we're better off saying yes to the best things and doing them excellently and doing them the very best we can with the very best attention that we can focus on than doing a whole heap of stuff, but just kind of at an average pace. Believe that God calls us to live these lives that are gonna make a difference, that are gonna be different to the world around us, that are gonna speak counter to the culture that we live in because of what God is doing through us. And sometimes that's about doing the very best with what he puts in our hands, but not taking on too much. Romans 12.2 says this, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, 
His good, pleasing, and perfect will. You know, if we want to know what the best things are, it's about being transformed by the renewing of our mind. I love that. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. Do not look at what everybody else is doing. You know, I shared this uh, in our PM service last week, but I remember a few years ago when I turned 30, I was uh, working uh, at a school, kind of running an after-school program, and, and the girl that kind of I was working with said to me, so you're 30? And I was like, yeah, thanks for the reminder again. She goes, yeah, I'm a bit younger than that. I was like, again, thanks. But she goes, you know, I, I, it's not long till I'm 30. She goes, do you think you've lived a successful life? And I'm like, I don't think I'm dying. I'm only 30. But I, I said to her, I'm like, what do you define as a successful life? And she's like, do you have a house? I'm like, yep, tick. She's like, are you married? I'm like, yep, tick. And she's like, ring, she had kids? And I'm like, no, cross, you know, like, not, to, not, not at the moment. And we're, we're, she's going through this list of things. And I actually walked away going, yeah, like I have a successful life because I ticked all the things that she wants to have before she's 30. But I looked, I'm like, why does my opinion of my own life matter of the boxes that someone else is going to tick? I walked away going, have I done the things that God wants me to do? Am I placing myself in a situation that kind of at age 30, that I can see where God has been working through my life? And what does that look like? It looks like being renewed. It looks like having a life that is different to everybody else's. Not like weird. I didn't say weird for those of you who are like, I need to go out and be weird. It's not about being weird. But I believe that as Christ renews our mind, as we, as we look at the patterns that we develop in our life, that people can look at those patterns and go, there's something different about that pattern. What is that? Why, when you hit that circumstance, did you react like that? Why in your life do you have these things? And we go, oh, they're margins. And people go, that sounds weird. But you go, you look and go, look at what is being developed in my life. It is different. Doesn't conform to the patterns that everyone else conforms to. But actually we're renewed by the power of God in our life. And I believe that when we get into this space, life starts looking pretty aligned. And there are two things I believe that kind of, when we have them and they're not missing from our lives, that they bring that element of margin, they bring that element of transformation, they bring different patterns into our life. And the two patterns I want to challenge us with this week, that if these are missing in your life, to go, I need to find a way to bring these in. Because out of all the things that I believe we can do with our lives, these two things are all about renewing of the mind, renewing of the spirit, and developing good patterns in our lives. And when we have these, then when we go, well, I want to look at these other areas, like how do I not spend so much money at Christmas? Or how do I not buy $2 McDoubles? Or how do, I, how do I spend more time with my family? Or how do I not wish for more time in a day, but to end my day and go, wow, look at, look at what I was able to get done. Sometimes we need to be content with our capacity and what we can do. And go, what has God put in my hands? I'm gonna do it the best I can. And the first one of these things is intimate time with God. You know, when I look at people who don't have great margins in their lives, or I look at times in my own life where I feel frazzled, where I feel like the margins are closing in, where I feel like it's too much or it's too hard or things aren't going well, often the thing that is missing is intimate time with God. Because it's the one thing that nobody else will necessarily know that I'm missing but me and God. But yet it's probably the most important thing that I could spend my week doing. You know, the Bible says this, it says, but seek His kingdom and His righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Seek first. You know, where do you go first? Where is the first place you go? For most of us, it's probably Google. Like I thought about this this week. You know, how well has a search engine done something where you don't go, I will get on the internet and search it. I will Google it. Like they've just like nailed searching. 
I went to see an optometrist and he was talking about my eyes and, and some of the things and, you know, giving me some advice. And he goes, have you heard of this kind of thing before? And I was like, no. And he goes, you should Google that. So I did. That's actually the worst advice that anyone could ever give you, ever. So I Googled it and found out I was dying and that I had three <laughs> weeks to live. And I can't, I can't wait to see him again. I'm going to ask him why he got me to do that. But isn't it true? Something's wrong. Quick, let's Google it. Like, we'll search it. And we're always dying, no matter what it is. I stubbed my toe. You have two weeks to live. Uh, I'm tired. Not, like, have a sleep. Like, you've got two weeks to live. Quick, work harder. The truth is, there's this element in our life where we want to search for the answers. And so often, the first place we go is not to that intimate space with God. We don't seek His kingdom and His righteousness first. We'll go to a friend who seems to have it all together and say, hey, how are you doing that? Or we'll get on the, the internet and we'll search it or we'll look at someone else's life or, or look at something else and go, what, what's the answer to that? Or we'll go somewhere where someone might agree with us. We're going through a difficult time. I'm going to go to that friend that's going to understand <laughs> and they're going to come and drag me back down where I don't want to be. Or I need to make a tough decision, so I want to take the easy way, so I'll ask someone who will give me the easy way. But yet the key to this is to seek first his kingdom. I'm not saying don't have friends. I'm not saying don't look around and just kind of live life alone. All that stuff is so important. But it's not more important than seeking his kingdom first. You know, I love uh, that next weekend we're going to have this opportunity after our 5 p.m. service to just have a, a time of worship. We're going to do our 5 p.m. services kind of we normally would. Then we're going to clear out and come back in and we're going to have like an hour and a half kind of service where we just get to pursue the presence of God. No kind of agenda to it. No, no preaching. Just, just this opportunity to gather and worship God. I want to encourage you, if that fits into your margins and your time, and you can, you can get here and be there for that, I'd encourage you to come to that. I love these opportunities where we can gather together on Sundays and, and serve the church together, to build His kingdom together, to gather and worship together. I love things like these services that after a time where we can just block out a, a chunk of time and, and just spend time worshiping and honoring God. And there is something so important about the corporate of doing that together to seek Him together, to praise Him together, to honour Him together. There's something that strengthens us in that. You know, Pastor Dean and Pastor Michelle both put out that challenge this, uh, at the beginning of this year to, to kind of not miss church. And I love that concept of going, I'm going to build into my margins the opportunity to gather as the body of Christ, to gather with my church family, to be together, to seek Him, to lift Him up, to honour Him, to, to serve, to, to do all these great things. But I also want to challenge us to go, is Sunday our only time that we actually spend time seeking His presence? Because if it is, it's probably not going to be enough. The reality is there needs to be time built into our schedule where we're able to seek His kingdom first. You know, one little challenge that, that you know, I've set myself to do is that every day before I do anything else, uh, as much as humanly possible, is to read the verse of the day. Real simple on the U version. Never really necessarily the most like, it's just a verse. But it starts my day aligning myself with Christ. And it's funny how often that verse of the day, as I go through my day, it's relevant to what I'm doing and it's relevant to my life. And it's a simple way of going, I'm not a morning person, so I can't get up and spend three hours journaling and, and reading the word and praying. and work. Like I, I don't function like that. I function much better at night. But there's something about starting the day where my thoughts align with his thoughts, where my spirit aligns with his spirit, where I begin my day thinking about who God is, seeking his kingdom first, what it looks like and aligning my day around what God would want and speak to me. You know, if you are a morning person, I'd encourage you, get a reading plan. For all of us to get a reading plan. version is like the greatest thing ever. It's like the best resource of biblical history. 
You can get in there, there's a reading plan on almost every subject that you could possibly think of. And, you know, it'll keep you accountable. It'll tell you when you haven't done it. You know, today I woke up, I'm three days behind. You know, accountability check. Ask me on Monday, I'll be up to date again. But, you know, the truth is, it's not about ticking the box. It's about what ticking the box brings to our life. See, so often someone said this to me this week is that we make the habit the discipline and we make the habit and the discipline the goal. But that's not the goal. See, of reading his word and aligning our thoughts with his thoughts, the goal is that we live a life putting his kingdom first and we live this great life that he calls us to live. But the way we get there is through the discipline, through the margins, through the ticking of the boxes. But don't ever think it's about just ticking the reading plan off. But it's actually about aligning your thoughts with his thoughts. But where can you take time? Is it in your car? Is it in the morning? Is it before you go to bed? To make sure you're aligning yourself with him. That you're spending time with him. That you're getting to know who he is and how he thinks. You know, it's impossible to have a relationship with someone if you spend no time with them. You can know them. You can know who they are. Think about friends that I've had growing up that have moved away. And and we can still be friends. But there's a lack of intimacy there when you don't spend time with one another. And it's so easy to fall out of alignment when we're not in relationship intentionally and intimately with Christ. It can be just by a fraction, but just that little fraction is enough to change the course of where you're going and what you're doing. Every day we need to try and have intentional, intimate time with God. The second one is this. It's intentional times of rest. You know, I don't know about you, but if we did a quick survey in here and you said to someone, hey, how you doing? I reckon there's two answers. One is good, because we all just want to say we're good, right? (laughs) Like whether we are or we aren't, we're good. And the other one is busy. And we wear this word busy like it's kind of like a badge of honor. Like I remember thinking when I was younger, like you always wanted to be busy, but then what else do you want to be? Like you don't want to be like, hey, how are you, bored? You know, like you don't want to say that either. Like how what's been happening? Oh, no, absolutely nothing, you know. What have you been doing? Watching Netflix, you know, barely working. I think we all know that one another are busy. Like I think we all know that for most of us here, and if you don't have a busy life, can we hang out? Because I would love to just spend some time hanging out, you know, learning how to take a break. But somehow we think this idea of taking a break, having a rest is a bad thing. And that we need to be busy and that we need to be on the go all the time and everyone needs to know how busy we are and how important we are and all the great things that we're getting done and achieving. And we replace relationship with what we're doing and how busy we are. A little while ago, someone uh, said, how are you going? And I was like, yeah, I'm good, as I always will. Yeah, I'm doing really good, man, thanks. And they're like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. And I actually was, like, you look tired. And I was like, I don't like your hair. You know, I was like immediately offended. <laughs> and they're like, maybe you're working a bit too hard. You look really tired. And I was like, I kind of and it went from a friend kind of looking after my well-being, going, you just look a bit run down, are you okay? To me, like, being offended that they thought I couldn't keep up with my lifestyle and what I was doing. I was like, how dare you tell me I look tired? Or I was like, yeah, don't you know how important I am? I got all these things on. Of course I'm tired. You'd be tired too. But the reality is we wear it almost like it's a badge of honor. When God actually calls us to rest, he calls us to take a chill pill every now and again. And go, I just need to hang out. I need to just rest and be still. You know, I love in in Matthew, it, it says this. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, 
and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, God demonstrates this principle to us from the very beginning in creation, doesn't he? Six days of toil, creating the world, doing all these incredible things. And what happens on the seventh? He rests. You know, there's a, a biblical principle, uh, you know, in, it's particularly in the Old Testament where farmers would harvest for six years and they would take the seventh year off just to rest. And they would make more in the sixth year than what they would have needed to in the seventh. So they, they would more than survive and thrive. Yet somewhere when we think about taking a day off, it's, oh, I'm too important for that. Or what about all the things that won't get done if I take a day off? There is a biblical principle that says, we need to honor God and rest. You know, one of the 10 commandments, I reckon the most forgotten one, honor the Sabbath. You know, it's right up there. We don't kill people, don't lie, don't steal, have a break. But yet so often it's the one that we ignore. If we want margin in our world, we need to learn to take a rest, have a holiday, take a day off, allow him to refresh you, take some time out, And I believe that that biblical principle exists that when we do that, you know what? Our worlds will thrive. We're not so important that our world can't stop for a day, for an hour, for a week, for a holiday. Let's go need rest in my life. And I love that he talks about his yoke there, that he wants us to work with him, not against him, not by ourselves, that he doesn't just leave us there. But God says, come to me and I'll give you rest. The idea that we walk with him, that he works with us. That all those burdens that we have in our world, all those things that we create, all the busyness, all the important stuff, all the not so important stuff can all be put on hold while we walk and rest and spend time with our God. You know, today we we have a a few moments to take communion together. And I'm gonna invite the the team to come back up and and join us. And we've got these tables at the front. I love this picture of communion happening around a table. That we don't just stay kinda in our chairs and and take it by ourselves. But actually this is just a corporate moment of going, we remember who Jesus is. We remember the cross, we remember all the, the great things he's done for us. The things that we've even sung about this morning. And that our hope and our trust is in him. But we get to come together and go, this is a moment where together we get to align ourselves again. And so my challenge today is this, is how is your alignment going with God? Is there margins in place, particularly around these areas? Are you spending intentional time with Him? Are you resting? Are you seeking first His kingdom? Do you know what to say yes to? Do you know what to say no to? And maybe you're here today and that's how you feel, like you've got it all together, that's awesome. You can come and take communion knowing that that's something that's a strength in your life. But maybe you're here and you do, you feel burdened or you feel like you're just too busy or you feel worn out, feel the pressures of life. Maybe that intentional time of spending time with God is is missing there. You go, I haven't been doing that. Now is a great moment to be able to align yourself again. And say, God, today I seek you first. I seek your kingdom first, your righteousness. I wanna be aligned with you. I wanna be transformed, I wanna be renewed by you, not pulled by everything else that goes around in the world. And the great thing is we have a moment in time now to pause and reflect on it, who we are and all the things that make up our world and bring them before the table together 
remembering Christ who goes before us, who had great victory at the cross and to align ourselves with Him. And so we're gonna, we're gonna sing a song together. I love this song, it's called No Other Name and it just speaks to the fact that there is no greater name than Jesus, that there is nothing that we could align ourselves with that's greater than Jesus. That at some point every knee will bow and every tongue will confess the goodness of Jesus Christ. But you know what? We get the privilege of being able to do that this morning. And so my encouragement would be is come around the table. Come by yourself if you want to. Take that moment of worship to come around the table and take communion. But maybe you want to do that with someone else. Maybe you want to do that as a family and say, you know what? We need to align ourselves as a family. Maybe you want someone to pray with you. Ask someone to pray with you. Go, I just need someone to pray for my life in these spaces. You can do that together. It doesn't have to look the way it always looks. And look however it needs to look. Because when we seek Him, He works. And so I'd love us if we could stand. I'd love to pray for us. And my encouragement is in this space is do whatever you need to do. Come when you're ready. And we'll spend that time around the table together. God, we're so thankful that you would send your son to come and die and rise again for each one of us so that we could be reconciled to you so that we could be transformed because you renew our minds. And so God, in this moment, I pray for transformation in our hearts. Lord, for those of us that need to align ourselves a little bit closer to you, that need to learn to trust you, to to seek your kingdom first, that God, we could do that in this moment together. That we could remember that it's actually all about you. That there is no greater time that can be spent than in your presence. That there is nothing better that we could achieve in a day than strengthening our relationship with you. And so God, I pray in these moments, you would speak to us. You would correct things that need to be corrected. That you would encourage things that need to be brought out. But Lord, in this moment, may we all just truly seek you and spend that time with you. Grateful for who you are and what you have done and for what you're gonna do. Lord, we praise you. Amen.